Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. Welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Spencer Locker. And me, Tracy Roberts. Hey, Trace. Welcome. 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 Um, yeah, welcome to the world's greatest podcast ever. Times four. Times four. four. <laughs> Long story. <laughs> yeah, long story short, um, me and Tracy got in the uh, podcast room about a week ago, a week or so ago. Uh, we recorded quite definitely, I can say without shame, that it was the greatest podcast ever recorded. Ever, ever. It was in- incredible, potentially award-winning stuff. Uh, and our tech failed us and it didn't record. So um, what did and we then, learn from that space? What did we learn from Not that? Not actually, because it happened again, but uh, twice it this pushed, morning. It's pushed our buttons a bit, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, it, 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 it has. Taught but, us a lesson. but you know what we learn? We, we, sometimes we've got to have the pain to learn the lesson. We have, we have. Um, so yeah, so that well, actually, that actually, nice? that's very, very relevant to the <laughs> podcast. Uh, the, the subject we're going to talk about today. So yeah. um, just to try and sort of summarise. Um, some of the things that we 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 got up to a couple of weeks ago, we're working with a, a doing a session with a a group of delegates, uh, and we had a bit of an honesty exercise, and it was like who's been your authentic self, and everybody said, yeah, I'm 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 my authentic self, and we understand that when you're all your authentic self, you bring positivity, and you think you bring a a, a great positive can do, um, even no matter what your unconscious motivators, if you've been your authentic self then you're being allowed to be your authentic self, then that's a good place to be. So, okay, then, so um, who were their, who was their authentic selves five years ago? And people sort of chunted a little bit and looked around and went, well, yeah, okay, I, I was my authentic self five years ago. Nothing specific about five years, mm-hmm. just a nominal figure. Said, okay, then, so are you the same person as you were five years ago? And everybody looked at each other and went, well, not really, no. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sort of, sort of earth-shattering changes, but you grow and evolve, don't you? Yeah. So five years ago, you're being your authentic self and you are one person. And now five years later, you're still being your authentic self or you are being your authentic self again, but you're a different person, not chalk and cheese, but just a little bit of a nudge yeah. in a different direction or a different place. So so when we sort of looked at that, we went, right. So five years time, that's sort of suggesting that if you've been your authentic self in five years time, you're probably going to be different to who you are today. Mm. Um, and that doesn't mean that at any stage in it, you've been sort of inauthentic or unauthentic or call it what you will, yeah. but it just means that through life's trials and tribulations, the lessons learned, mm-hmm. the good things, the not so good things, the yeah, challenges, sure. the ups, the downs, and all this, that, and the other, we evolve, we yeah. adapt, we we learn, we, we see things in a slightly different way, um, but we're still being our authentic selves. So... Then we started thinking about, well, why, how is that possible? What what can influence that? Because, again, we we ran into a bloke called Gerald last year. I remember Gerald quite specifically because when we had this um, this exercise, Gerald turned around when I said, is, is anybody a different person to who they were five years ago? And Gerald went, me? No, I'm not. I'm exactly the same as I was <laughs> five years ago. Exactly. And he was quite defiant about that. Mm. Um, and, it, again, in that session, he did turn around and say, you're not going to change me don't want to change it, Gerald. I really no. don't. I just want you to be the best version of your authentic self. Some people self. don't see the small nuances, do they? No. They think I am the same person. Yes, of course you are. They, your value system is generally the same. And, yeah. You know, a lot of your self 
um, in best self, as we call it, would yeah. be similar. Um, but it's the little small things that have changed. So even Gerald might not have felt it, but yeah. it's the small things. Of course, you're slightly different. Of course yeah. you are. But again, I think that makes mm. a really good point. Some people think when we're talking about change and mm. growth, et cetera, that it's, you know, you must do that or that, you know, you have to be this inauthentic person to, to go through growth. That's yeah. not true, is it? It's about dialing up. Yeah. Or, or dampening in some yeah. cases, yeah, some damp- of the attributes. So yeah. that's, that's an interesting one because uh, five years ago, um, I would have, um, well, I, I wouldn't have paid much attention to the thermostat. Whereas nowadays it's a priority for mine and I'm dialing it down. Uh, you are. I'll bet you are. Yeah, because you bank, you bank screaming at you if you don't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, we're talking about, I guess what we're talking about is mindset, aren't we? And that's that's where we're going with this today. It's, you know, we, although we are authentically us in shadow and best self, there is still movement somewhere day to day, year by year, minute by minute with mindset. And mindset plays a massive part in, you know, how we see the world, how we react to the world. So, Here is the quote on what it actually means. A mindset is a mental attitude or disposition that predetermines a person's response and their interpretation of situations, okay? So essentially what we're saying there is that the way you see the world through your lens is part of your mindset, but also it's that interpretation of situations. So I I was just thinking about this now and thinking of, you know, when you get an email Hmm. and you read it and Hmm. you go, oh my God, this is terrible. Yeah. And you get all defensive or you get angry mm. or you get frustrated. And if you go back to that email two days later mm. when you're in a better place, you what I've learned is don't respond to the email. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's your chimp, isn't it? I yeah, mean, when you've got when your chimp's there, it reframes everything to yeah. its own agenda. So as soon as there's something comes up where you've got your, you've got an email and your boss has CC'd in on it and it's like, yeah. whoa. Rage. And then the chimp's going, you got my attention. Yeah. And then it reinterprets everything in a, in a fashion of attack. Yeah. But if I did that yourself. when I was in a good place yeah. or disposition, or if yeah, I were yeah. to put it in inverted commas, I'd probably read that a little bit differently. Might still not agree with some of the content, but I'd be very mindful how I, you know, deal with that situation. Whereas if I'm reading that when I'm tired, I'm not in a good place. I've maybe had a couple of failures this week in terms of like my task focus. Yeah. You know, I would definitely read that more in a threat state than a challenge challenge state, shall we say. And like from a mindset in general, I think people forget that, as you said, trials, tribulations, successes, failures, all those things, they affect our mindset on a daily basis. But what actually sets us up for that as part of our unconscious motivators, as we know, is our upbringing, um, our culture, our values, our education, you know, what we experience during. And that can be a big thing for people actually about learning, can't it? Um, and that affects actually what kind of position we're in when pushed into certain situations. So we sometimes have, referring back to the chimp paradox, as well as the chimp, we talk about having gremlins in our system. So things that we might have experienced that were negative in the past, that actually we kind of replay in our mind. So before we get to a situation, we already think failure or we already think of the worst possible consequence. And we find it really difficult to get around that. And I think that that gremlin plays a part in this mindset piece, doesn't it? Because it's almost like this blocker to go through the door. It's like, um, yeah, if you push through here, there's nothing but like pain. (laughs) And, and, And it goes round and round in your head and plays a part in, you know, you don't want to feel like you did last time or you don't want to be put in that position. But the reality is that we've got to think about how we can push past that gremlin or get around that gremlin. And some people look at it as, are you fixed or do you have a growth mindset? For me, 
I think they're two complete extremes, but it's not as black as black and white as that. Right, it's not a binary choice. No. No. But a fixed mindset is, you know, that if you believe that your success is based on innate ability, right? So, you know, you, you would just look at a situation and say straight away, yeah, I couldn't do that. So I'll give you a really good example of that. When I was working with a couple of people last week on communicating with impact, hmm. a couple of the guys that were on the module were more on the reflective side in terms of their print profiling, um, definitely not expressive um, people that really wanted to be gregarious and get up at the front. Um, and part of their element of their fixed mindset in this case was we want to be pushed more growth because in our brains, our gremlins say, do you remember that last time you stood up in front of a group of people and you felt really out of your comfort zone and, and your palms started to sweat and you're just not built for this. You're an introvert, you know, and you you could argue that, yeah, there's a fixed element in there, maybe a gremlin from a couple of things that have gone wrong in the past, but that's not because they don't want to do it. It's because the fear is keeping them in that fixed mindset, if that makes sense. People have got a growth mindset. They believe that success can be achieved through hard work, dedication, learning and development, and pain <laughs> sometimes. Um, and I don't think that there's um, a fixed, you know, you're you're in a fixed mindset or you're a growth mindset. And we, we see a lot of this kind of reference when it comes to workplaces, don't we? Or oh, that person over there has got a very fixed mindset. Mm. I would argue that we're going to look at something today that shows us that everybody has an ability to have some form of growth in their mindset. It's right. not as binary as we think it is. Hmm. So there was a lady called Carol Dweck. Hmm. Back in 2006, she wrote a book called The New Psychology of Success. And within that book, she introduced this concept of the fixed and the growth mindset. So it's brought out a lot of stuff. And if you type that into Google right now, you'll find everything available on that. Hmm. And it's usually like one side's good, one side's bad, or this is what this brings and this is what this brings. And of course, it goes without saying that, you know, research does state that a growth mindset at work can lead to, lead to a really innovative environment and a buzzy environment. But I would argue that there's more to it than that. And if you read a little bit more into it, there's a guy called James Anderson actually took this concept from Carol Dweck and he built out this further kind of research and model around it actually being a growth continuum. Now, I think I felt better about that because I definitely can look at myself and think there's things that are high growth for me and things that are a little bit more fixed. And it's based on all those things we said at the beginning, experiences, gremlins, you know, all those things. And I bet you're the same. There's certain mm. things you'd look at and go, yeah, it's a mm. no from me. <laughs> and there's yeah. other things I feel the opposite. Yeah. yeah? Um, so for me, I quite like this concept. So I looked at it a little bit more. And I, I know you know I've been doing a bit of work mm. with this. And I thought, I see it as a real negative if people put themselves in that box of saying, I'm someone who's got low growth. Mm. I, I'm not someone who's brave enough to step out and take the risks that allow me to go through that, you know, mm. into that growth. And we're going to even talk about infinite mindsets today. I would say that everybody does something that's growth. They just need to realize that and realign themselves with it. You don't have to be high growth in all of these areas. You just have to know where you sit and where you can put the work in to make a difference. So I wanted to just introduce this concept of this spectrum of growth. Do you agree that there is a spectrum of growth for most yeah. people? Yeah, yeah, I, th I, I do agree. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting concept because um, it's – it's it's very interesting from the perspective of clever people do a, little, a lot of research and they try and make it palatable for people who aren't quite as clever. Well, and yeah, and I, I don't mean, mean that. I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah. But when you've got 
people who are into psychology, psychotherapy, or, mm. or all sorts of yeah. bits and pieces, then they are academic people are. who have achieved quite good, good things. However, the result of their studies needs to be passed down to us mere mortals. Absolutely. Yeah. So when they do do that, they've, tr- they've got to formulate it in a way that's palatable to us. So, mm-hmm. so it's not too complex. So it's not too this. It's not too that. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I get, I get it, I do. Yeah. However, when it gets to the point where it's a binary thing, yeah. very few things in life are binary. You're Absolutely one not. or the other. We talk mm-hmm. about this about um, change when we start talking about yeah. change. Yeah. So um, we've seen people, we've worked with organisations where people will go through a period of change, uh, not necessarily an organisational thing, but it could be a, a, a team thing, a group yeah. thing, uh, where a leader will go in and sort of say, right, this is what we've been doing, and you've been doing it really, really well, but now what we're going to do is this. Mm. And he expects, or they expect, everybody to punch the air, get on the the whooping and a yeah. hollering, got you covered, Skip. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's going to be people in that room that need more information. Of course. So they're sat there stroking the chin, and the leader's going, oh, you're resistant to change. Not, no, 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 I just need more information. There's just a little bit of a wall, and we need to actually help them move it or open the door. That's yeah. the way I see it. So when yeah. we start looking at that, we can see that there's a there's a spectrum. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it, and exactly, it's exactly the same with this. When we start talking about uh, closed mindset or growth mindset, negative mindset, yeah. positive mindset, call it what you will, you think to yourself, right, well, people are going to fit in one or the other, and that's not the case. Yeah, and we're trying to avoid people. We know that perfectionism is on the rise, you yeah. know, and, um, you know, in the Western world, it's a really big thing. We're very much individualists, and that puts a lot of pressure on ourselves. The more yeah. perfectionism there is, you know, we need to achieve these things. I need to have high growth. We can give ourselves just a harder time about things. And we always say to people, you know, don't go everything at once. Think of the things you can control. Control the controllable. Mm. Be clear on what your outcomes are. Yeah. And start to chip away at things. Don't go full in. So if you feel that, you know, to achieve this infinite or high growth mindset, it's just a world away at the moment. Putting mm. that extra pressure on yourself to achieve that very quickly mm. is really bad. So actually being able to break <clears throat> it down makes more sense, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and, and and not only that, but what mindset you've got today doesn't necessarily mean that that's going exactly. to be the mindset of the future. I mean, it, it grows yeah. and it develops, and, and that's yeah. what we alluded to at the beginning. Yeah. Have you got any? Have you got an example of, of that you might have experienced in, in sort of a changing of a mindset? Yeah, well, for me, I think the biggest thing for me was probably that I can think of personally was having a child. Mm -hmm. Like the way I saw the world and the way I approached things in the world was very different back before I had children, you know, my child. And I think even in that nine months before I actually gave birth to my child, I felt my mindset and the way I saw the world change. Some of it was more positive because I felt like I was stepping into this brave new position, if you like, and really embracing the fact that I was growing a human. Um, And then the other stuff where maybe would have been a little bit more brave maybe a little bit more I don't know bold about certain things I started to see it a little bit more cautiously because I had a baby yeah then I had the baby she's 13 Mm. now um and that whole 13 year experience for me has been a whole journey of high growth low growth stuck in the mud um seeing the world slightly differently different age brackets as they grow up and how they adapt and then how you adapt the way I see my work change straight away you know, my career, you know, all those things. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, that was the biggest change for me. Yeah. Um, but some of it does lean back to, like, what you learn in your spectrum. But mm. the other thing I was going to say was that actually for some people, you know, that that lack of growth or that 
that low sort of fixed mindset always gets a bad press, right? And in some situations, particularly if you're a leader trying to manage someone with that, that can be frustrating. However, what I would point out is that it's it's not always a negative thing, right? Some people use a, a fixed mindset to pull themselves through a really challenging situation in the short term. It's the only way that they can get through. Um, and it's about actually having um, the ability to be resilient but still have a fixed mindset because mm. of the way you do things and the way you approach things. So if you think of like some of the challenging things you've been through in your life, you know, at that moment, you weren't this sparkling kind of example of, you know, infinite mindset and wisdom. You were someone who thought, I know how I think I can best get through this. And I'm going to go into a tunnel for a little while. And hopefully when I come out the other side, I'm going to feel different. And then I'll reflect and then I might be in a growth mindset. I might start to think of things differently. So, you know, I'm not saying that a fixed mindset is always a good thing. However, it can be used as a coping mechanism. It doesn't mean that you've got no resilience. In actual fact, it means you might have high resilience because you know what to do. Hmm. Um, so, okay, we're talking it from a works perspective. So we know that research states that, you know, if you've got a, a big growth mindset kind of environment, challenge state language and behaviors going on, there's increased innovation high psychological safety and probably great outputs as well because we're always thinking of new things which is great but and a part of that is self-awareness for people as well isn't it do they, they need to know where they sit um so within the spectrum of growth rather than it just being fixed growth we actually talk about high growth um and for those of you who are listening in now who follow Simon Sinek's Simon Sinek's work he's also released a book called The Infinite Mindset which is a really good book actually and actually this explains this high growth area really really well and um, giving great examples but instead of it being fixed in growth let's look at the type of things that you can kind of measure yourself on um and, and and i guess the idea behind this is that you can go down this list and rather than thinking of it across one line the different lines where you think you sit right now where you're hard where you're low where there's where there's work can be done um and then maybe i can ask you where you think you're all low spends actually let's do that um so the first thing is worldview okay yeah. what lens you see the world through and like yeah. a generalistic approach. So I suppose this would be, if you're going to go on a sliding scale of, you know, low to high yeah. across the board, the worldview might be the one that you kind of score yourself as an average, hmm. you know? Um, so for instance, if you were fixed, you'd see yourself as unchanging and unchangeable in most situations. Hmm. And if you were super high, you understand that you can change most basic characteristics and you can adapt to suit things to, to go towards a goal. So there's a, there's a polar extreme there. The next thing is challenges. So how you face a challenge goes without saying that, you know, sometimes it's it's the amount of um, support you get. It's the, the environment you're in, but, you know, how you deal with the challenge. Maybe there's a little bit of resilience in there as well, right? Uh, obstacles. So as an example, if you were low on, on that scale, you would be someone who gives up really quickly on things if you think you're not going to get a quick win, if that makes sense. Whereas at the end, you might be relentless, <laughs> relentless is a big word isn't it yeah um effort um if you're low you might feel that effort is associated with failure um and that you might avoid things that you don't find easy so for some people they don't want to put themselves in a position where they feel stupid as an example they, they're a bit out of their comfort zone therefore if it requires a little bit too much they associate that maybe because of one of these gremlins with failure whereas if they were high that they know the pathway to mastery is actually to develop strategies towards effective effort, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. 
um feedback this is a big mm. one this is one of my sticking points mm. so you tend to ignore negative feedback as you see that as a list of your faults would be low whereas high you seek out feedback and you want to learn from other people and improve your processes and outcomes as a consequence mm. you see that as a a real opportunity to grow mm. um success of others now i think this is an interesting one you might feel threatened by others and find yourself forming comparisons and avoiding competitions that expose your deficits. So if you're low, you are you know, constantly comparing yourself to other people. And it might not always be external in terms of jealousy or you know, anger or frustration, but you see success of other people as is, is the opposite to you sometimes. Mm. Whereas if you were um, on high on the scale for that, you'd seek out other masters and experts in an effort to learn their secrets and see competition as a way to push each other. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah, a positive yeah. thing. Uh, mistakes. You see that you need to hide from your mistakes or ignore them, okay, if you're low. Whereas if you're high, you might want to stretch yourself so errors actually have high learning potential. And you kind of know that this will enable your future growth. So you kind of expect a few. Hmm. You're the kind of let's do it now and apologize later kind of person. And then the last one, which is a really, really interesting one, is help and support. Um, you may turn down offers of help or support because you think it highlights your deficits hmm. um, or you can you you can accept some help as an example, but you don't like to be seen to be helped, if that makes sense. Whereas if you're high, you go, <clears> you <throat> seek out help and supply from respected sources and you learn from them. So there's a lot more to this fixed and growth, isn't there? Yeah. High growth is that 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 last column there. And for me, I could go down that list right now and rather than seeing myself as am I fixed, am I growth, or am I in the middle today, I can say, right, okay, the things that I know I'm low on personally, um, help and support is my lowest. Um, I'm an 8-2 for those of you who know print, that strong and self-reliant, needed and appreciated. For me, I want to help other people first and I also am strong and self-reliant, so I would not go and put the pressure on someone else. I'd do it myself. So I find that I have to work really, really hard to actually be vulnerable enough to go, I'm drowning a bit. And I've always been the same. I will actually jump in even when I'm struggling and help someone else. So I need to focus on that because that really does affect my productivity sometimes and my time management at times. Um, the other thing that I used to struggle with, but I'm actually getting a lot better at now is feedback. My two feels exposed when I get feedback that's negative. So I naturally go to a place where I take it personally. But I have also realized from some situations I've been pushed into, unbeknownst to me sometimes, that actually what I've learned from those situations is if someone's trying to be kind, not nice, and they're giving me good feedback, and I respect them, and I think that's a big thing for me, actually. If I can look at you and respect you, I'll take your feedback. I struggle with the people that I don't know enough about. So I'm still going to put myself in the middle on that, because I think in the right situation, I, I take that as an absolute, I don't know, vault to something else and hmm. um, if it's someone I don't respect or value their opinion I struggle a little bit still um, and I still sometimes see that as a bit of a dent to my two um, but I definitely have got better hmm. but there are the things that I'm putting a little bit of extra work into at the moment to actually solicit feedback to go and ask for it and when it comes to help and support automatically I'm switching my brain into collaborative mode and a lot of things where normally I'd go I can get this done in 10 minutes so those are my two things that mm. I know I need to work. There's there's a couple in there that are still in the middle or, you know, they're not quite mm. at the top. But for me, allowing myself that space to go, okay, I think I'm high growth in a lot of areas, but there's still a few things I can work on. There might be other people that go, actually, I'm the opposite way around. I'm actually pretty 
low to mid on some of those there's maybe one thing that i need to give myself more credit on if that makes sense mm. do you think there's anything there that you kind of resonate with that's... definitely the definitely yeah. the feedback definitely the feedback i uh, uh i um i like feedback i like positive feedback i like constructive feedback yeah um but it does depend on where the feedback's coming from Mm. um i need to the person or yeah the person who's giving me feedback needs to have credibility in my eyes yeah and one of my pet hates is uh hypocrites yeah i'm yeah. very i'm not a, i i it, it, they lose all credibility so for, to give you an example as, as you know I'm, I'm i'm type 2 diabetic um i've been dealing sort of dealing with that i've, I've sort of dealt with it mm -hmm. i'm dealing with it but yeah. dealt with it uh, for the last three years um, but I went for a review a couple of weeks ago, and um, obviously the, the the nurse does all the checks, height, weight, blood pressure, all this and the other. Um, and then she sort of turns around to me, and she's sort of got that furrowed brow look on her face, and she says, "I think uh, I think we're I'm a little bit concerned about your weight. I think uh, yeah, I think I think your weight is a little bit of a concern for me." And I'm thinking, well, I've, I exercise every day, and yes, okay, I'm no slim Jim, but. I exercise every day and I put a lot of effort into it. Um, whereas she is obese. Mm. Yeah. Now I know she's a diabetic. Uh, she's she's a diet. She's a specialist. Yes, yeah, specialist in that area. But at that um, moment, you thought. But well, okay. why should arc at you? Arc mm. at you? Mm. Who are you to tell me about my? So straight away, I'm getting defensive. Yeah, so you're going. Um, so back yeah, down the scale again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. However. When somebody and it's not just it's not just her it's it's other people when when somebody starts criticizing me for something when I'm it's obvious they don't know why I did what I did yeah or they don't know the facts yeah or yeah yeah not a subject matter expert and and it might be coming from a good place yeah. but I'm just sort of sitting there thinking you don't know but you just answered your own question there and mm. I don't think you realize this but you kind of went into growth to high growth there because yeah. what you were able to tune back in on because you did what she told you you went and, you went and did what she yeah but what you hung on to was she's the expert in medication stroke the next steps mm. so you had to literally at that point switch off that negativity in your head of saying I'm not being funny love but you know were you in the gym with me at five o'clock this morning yeah and you had to go okay, I have to park that side because mm. that's me being almost a little bit judgmental about her mm. life. Yeah. I'm to, I'm going to listen to her about the facts that she knows more about than mm. me yeah. that will hopefully lead to me, you know, yeah. feeling better. Yeah. So without even realizing it, you've managed to establish that yeah. and move forward. But it did take me a couple of days. Exactly. <laughs> but it got there. And, and I think it's brilliant that you can admit that because I can. I think there'll be loads of people out there who would resonate with yeah. that, particularly in the workplace. You think, well, do you know my job? Have you been on the shop floor? Have you, you mm. know, and, and, and it's other people in your life. You know, you'll look at people and they'll give you a bollocking. So someone who drinks a lot, you know, yeah. and then they'll give you a discussion around, you know, smoking. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you think, well, you know. Um, so I think what I want people to think about is, you know, A, cut yourself some slack. Yeah, there's yeah. There's probably something yeah. on there you're very high growth or in, infinite. Mm. But there's also things on there that, you know, you probably can be really honest with yourself. And instead of just looking at it from a fixed and a, and a high growth mindset perspective, the stuff that's high growth, how can you be more infinite? The stuff that's low to middle, what can you work on as a, you know, to, to really make a difference? And I think for me... That, you know, I'm going to use an example of a school that um, I saw research on uh, a few days ago. They started to go, instead of go um, yes or no, as in pass or fail, they went pass or not yet. And I think if people can apply that to their head and say, 
not yet to most things that will equal growth yeah and i think they saw some really good results from that at that school because it wasn't saying to the kids no you haven't reached the grade it mm. was not yet and here's the pointers and how you can get it right mm. quickly because i know we've only got a few more minutes yeah a couple of things to think three okay. pointers three points first one yeah understanding um don't use that fixed and growth mindset kind of way of looking at things as a bit of a crutch or a default mm. use it as a power to prime and prepare your mind so if you know where you're slightly lower use it and if mm. you know where you're slightly higher use it as well and see as a positive that you can mm. understand where you are and it will change daily monthly weekly yearly okay second clue that's going to get you to the next stage is to think about step changes so when you're looking at that don't go how do i get from low to extremely high don't jump straight in. Think about actually how you can keep it as a spectrum, the little marginal gains that you can make, the mm -hmm. little differences in the way you speak to yourself in certain situations yeah. and how you then approach that situation. And the last one is give yourself healthy benchmarks. Look at what's good and actually aim for, you know, achieving those levels. But make sure that you apply authenticity and healthy challenge in anything that you see. If you can do that, this on that spectrum, you're going to see a change. And here's the thing, if you slide back sometimes because of situations, it's all right. Yeah. It's completely natural. You just gotta know how to get back up there. Yeah. Excellent. I think that's a great uh, a great message to find uh, to finish on. Tracy Roberts. I think we can all agree that that was an awesome podcast. <laughs> it wasn't the best podcast ever. No, but, but it was, was a, decent. Yeah, it was. It was. It was getting there. Thank you very much, Tracy. Thanks, everyone. Uh, excellent. Uh, so uh, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll see. You, uh, we'll we'll speak to you again next time. Uh, until then, bye bye now. Bye bye. Introducing the T two Leadership Retreat twenty twenty three the ultimate leadership development experience from the people performance people. Join us at the prestigious Grove Resort in Hertfordshire for our annual leadership retreat where you will be joined by other senior industry leaders in this immersive three-day experience. The T2 Leadership Retreat will include a three-night all-inclusive stay at the five-star Grove Resort, multiple leadership tasks, sessions and challenges, an in-depth personal leadership 360 report, an exciting off-site activity at a nearby location, as well as access to psychometric profiling and self-awareness tools. The retreat will be facilitated by experienced professionals from the world of business, the military and professional sport, and will feature high-profile guest speakers, Sir Dave Brailsford, Director of Sport for Ineos, and former New Zealand Rugby Union captain, Sean Fitzpatrick. To book your place on the ultimate leadership experience of the year, or for more information, please contact help at transuperformance.com. Are you a fan of our podcast? If so, make sure you're following us on all of our social media channels. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter by searching trans Performance. By following us, you'll have access to exclusive content, special announcements, and more. Join the T2 community today.